0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Words of Wisdom, a podcast series dedicated to reflecting on the wisdom of the Book of Proverbs. My name is Jerry Weirwell, and it is my pleasure to be on this journey together with you to discover the powerful truths that God has revealed to those who desire to become wise and discerning. Proverbs 14:8 reads, "The wisdom of a prudent person is to understand his road, but the foolishness of fools is deceit." A prudent person is a person who is careful and sensible being marked as someone of good judgment and cautious or circumspect as to dangers and risks. Since the structure of this proverb is antithetical parallelism, the wisdom of a prudent person stands in antithesis or in opposition to the foolishness of fools. The point of the proverb is to lay before the reader the distinct consequences associated with either being prudent or foolish. First, the wisdom of the prudent person is that he understands his road. The Hebrew word translated road, derech, literally refers to a path that one can traverse which leads to a destination. But metaphorically, the word road can refer to a way of life with all the choices and behavior that it consists of. This is the predominant meaning that is used in the book of Proverbs. We use the idea of road in a similar figurative way when we say you don't want to go down that road when talking about making a particular decision or something. Thus the phrase to understand your road means to see clearly the course of life that you are on and where it will lead, including its effects not only on yourself but also on others. One of the benefits of wisdom is that it directs a person to be self aware and to recognize the path in life that they are on. This is not so for the fool. The proverb asserts that their foolishness is deceit. It's not that foolishness and deceit are somehow the same thing, but that foolishness results in deceit. Now, there's likely a double meaning intended here, where the fool's deceit includes his own self deception as well as his corresponding deceit of others. In fact, it would be hard to dissociate these two ideas. Most often, fools are themselves deceived by the enemy into thinking wrongly about life and how they should live, and in turn, they resort to mischievous and deceitful methods in attempting to achieve what they want. The fool may think their road, that is, their course of life, can offer a solution to life's troubles, but it is only a deception, a fraud, a smoke-and-mirror's ploy That will leave the fool destitute of what they most desire. But not only that, due to their inability to see the immorality of their life, they scheme to victimize others, all the while being unaware that they are victimizing themselves as well. There is an ancient Greek aphorism that says this Know thyself. Now, while there are a number of different ways ancient Greek writers have used this phrase, it still remains one of the simplest invitations to reflect on oneself. This can be a daunting task, though since reflecting on the interior life of oneself can be fraught with the discovery of many undesirable and non-virtuous traits that can be difficult to accept. It isn't easy to look in a proverbial mirror at your own soul. When faced with who we are on the inside, it can be a disturbing reality because self-reflection brings to us a conscious recognition and understanding of our personal weaknesses and lack of self-knowledge and self-awareness. We learn just how much we don't know about our own selves. And sometimes after reflecting, we might wish that what we found was something other than what it really was. Before reflecting on ourself, we were ignorant to what we didn't realize about ourselves. And in that ignorance, we probably thought everything was fine. But when we decide to look inside ourself, we can no longer hide behind the facade of ignorance. Nevertheless, self-reflection, as challenging and formidable as it might seem to undergo, actually pays great dividends because until we understand and accept ourselves with who we currently are, we can never move forward toward the person we want to be. On the other hand, the fool is not interested in knowing themselves. They could care less about the final destination of the road that they are on. That's one of the great dangers of living in self-deception. You never really know what's real about yourself or others because you are caught in the same deceitful scheme that you're promoting. This reminds me of the saying, you can't play in the mud without getting dirty. Thus, to be a deceiver means on some level that you yourself are deceived as well. And it is difficult for the fool to see this while they are involved in their evil schemes. I remember hearing another expression growing up that relates to this idea. It's the saying, pigs don't know, pigs stink. Most often, it takes someone pointing out the foolishness of the fool before they can see it themselves. But even then, the fool may not listen or even care. To illustrate this proverb, I'm going to summarize an article about a man named Diederik Stoppel from the New York Times on April 26, 2013. Diederik Stappel was a Dutch social psychologist who did his graduate work at the University of Amsterdam, earning his PhD in 1997. His research surrounded understanding the effect of priming, which is how words, concepts, and stimuli affect our perspective and behavior in subconscious ways. What his research demonstrated was that people's attitude and understanding of something is directly correlated to how they either subconsciously assimilate or contrast associated stimuli that they have recently encountered. And therefore, he was able to demonstrate how and when a person is primed will directly influence their opinions and decision-making. Stoppel went on to become a professor at Groningen University and then at Tilburg University, continuing his research for the following decade and publishing numerous articles in academic journals and giving countless talks at professional conferences and being the recipient of a number of special honors and awards. All of this recognition fed Stoppel's ego and drove him to want to be more and more successful. In an interview... Stoppel said, I really, really wanted to be really, really good. I wanted to be published in the best journals and speak in the largest room at conferences. I wanted people to hang on my every word as I headed for coffee or lunch after delivering a lecture. In September of 2010, Stoppel was appointed dean of the School of Social and Behavioral Science at Tilburg University. He was very popular, not only with the students, but also with the rest of the faculty, And it was in the following year of 2011 that Stoppel would land a research article in Science, which is one of the most prestigious academic journals. No other researcher at the university had ever published in such a high-ranking journal before. Stoppel had now achieved celebrity status, and everyone looked at him as one of the most promising researchers who could bring greater recognition and status to the institution at Tilburg. Stoppel had published over 100 papers in the preceding decade, and it seemed that he had a knack for being able to achieve remarkably intuitive results from clever studies that appeared to produce exceptionally clean data. However, later in 2011, Stoppel was suspended from the university. The reason was because during the previous year or two leading up to his publication in science, there was a growing suspicion from his colleagues that his research data looked strange. After doing a collaborative study with a fellow professor, Stoppel's ruse was uncovered. His colleague was baffled by the internally inconsistent data that Stoppel had delivered to him during the study, and it confirmed his suspicion. Stoppel was a fraud. While denying the accusations at first, Stoppel soon admitted the validity of his colleague's accusations. But Stoppel didn't just adjust the data, He actually created almost all of it at home in the evenings, filling out questionnaires and making data sets that would indicate the results that he wanted the study to find. He was doing the inversion of the proper scientific method. He knew what he thought the data should say based on other studies and his personal knowledge of social psychology, and then he worked backwards to produce the data needed to support it. After confessing to be guilty of his colleagues' accusations— A committee was formed to investigate the extent of Stoppel's scientific fraud, and their findings were released in a report in October of 2012 demonstrating that Stoppel had committed fraud in at least 55 of his publications and also 10 PhD dissertations written by his students. Although the students were not culpable for Stoppel's unethical behavior, their work was no longer legitimate and their reputation was now tarnished, being guilty by association. The confirmed 55 fraudulent research articles were officially retracted by the journals where they had been published, and Stoppel was fired from Tilburg, stripped of his PhD, and banished from the scientific community that used to hold him in such high esteem. I don't know if Stoppel was aware of how his road was undermining everything he desired to achieve. One thing is certain, he was deceived by the glamour of fame and success. He truly was a fool who walked the road of deceit and was himself deceived by the vanities of life. And in the end, he got the outcome to which the road of foolishness leads destruction. Destruction of career, reputation, relationships, personal integrity, etc. The wisdom of the prudent person is that he understands the road that he walks and knows the end to which it leads. That is because the prudent person discerns good from evil, and avoids the trap of foolishness and the destruction that awaits those who travel on its road. We must not allow foolishness to deceive us or lead us to use deceit in our course of life. Let us be prudent, knowing that with wisdom, we can understand not only our own road, but also the road upon which we are to walk. Wisdom will help us ensure that our road will follow the course of life that leads to living with the fear of Yahweh. Thanks so much for listening to the Truth or Tradition podcast. We hope you're enjoying this new series on the words of wisdom from the book of Proverbs. And for more biblical resources, you can visit our website, truthortradition.com. And there you can subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of the future resources that we post.